This is Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Live from the Underground Lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Snap, play action to Jacob. Fake reverse to Hollins. Carr, looking downfield. Devontae's wide open at the two. Grabs it. Touchdown, Raiders. The defender had fallen down, and Devontae Adams has his second touchdown grab of the half. 17-0 lead early in the second quarter after staying in Sarasota and getting all of that and thinking, all right, that's the season changer. Instead, they fall here in Jacksonville, 27-20 to the Jaguars. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. Tell you what, man, that intro gets me hyped up. You can play that intro, at least the instrumental, every day if you want to, DeMond. I'm okay with that. Got me yelling where the hood at right here in uh, in the underground lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. I'm trying to, I'm trying to tear the club. <laughs> no joke. Real quick story, a little side note. Went out to uh, on Friday night. The wife took me out and a, a, a few select uh, folks that we were able to bring with us. I had no idea about this. But we went out to uh, Camus inside of uh, the Venetian, and it's a karaoke thing, right? And I don't do karaoke. I'm not a karaoke cat, man. I'm just That's not my bag. I don't sing. I don't rap, as you can tell by some of the videos that were, uh, that were shown or that were uh, filmed on, on Friday night. But I'll tell you what, man, as being a dude that used to be in the club and used to hype up the club, I was right in my element. Man, they had two mics on the table. I grabbed one, and I had it the whole night. You could, I was like that dude in the Ludacris video, right? Like there's, in a, And I say Luda because in Luda videos, or even when they're in concert, there's like 500 dudes on stage, and there's like three mics, right? Luda's got one. The, his hype man's got one. And then some cat in the background's got one. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Yeah, and just like slurring his words, right? I was, <laughs> I was the hype man all night long, and it, I say all night it was two hours, but still, I was the hype man, and uh, yeah. So now I hear that that instrumental that Demond brings in, and I'm telling you, man, I'm ready to grab the mic again and go. I'm ready to make it happen. I turned 46, but I feel 26. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. I feel 26. I didn't feel 26 the next day, man. My legs were all sore and everything. I was telling you when to go too much. I was doing uh, what else did I did? The Humpty Dance song. I was me and Vegas Jess, and I don't know what Vegas Jess was doing. He started singing, man. He started singing the hook, and he I, he was doing terrible singing. But that's all right, man. We we still held it down. We were the worst of the uh, of the crew. My man Jason, he did a let's see, he did a little Incubus. He did some. Uh, Ghetto Boys, my mind's playing tricks on me. Him and Vegas just did that one. It's pretty cool. But I was definitely the hype man, man. I had one of those mics, and I couldn't help myself. So when I hear that instrumental, Demond, you're taking me back to Friday night. You're taking me back to the club. But one guy who wasn't thinking about the club was Devontae Adams. He was uh, talking in the locker room following the game on Sunday, and uh, having locker room access has been fantastic all year long. Vinny Bonsignor did a fantastic job of being able to uh, capture a lot of sound for us uh, from not only – uh, Devontae Adams, but also Hunter Renfro, Foster Morrow, and Deron Harmon. But Devontae Adams was the headliner, no doubt about it. Uh, gave a real good chunk of, ch- of, of time. So here it is right here, Devontae Adams in the locker room following the game on Sunday, the loss to the Jaguars. Pretty obvious you're frustrated and angry right now. Um, you know, you get the ball in the fourth quarter twice with a chance to either go win it or tie it. What's going through? What's happening in those huddles, and for it not, or I guess just for it not to happen, when twice getting the ball in the fourth quarter like that. What does it come down to? I guess execution. 
execution in critical moments, figuring out a way, you know, everybody doing their job, um, you know. Football is the most team sport that there is, so it, it just comes down to, you know, everybody doing their job in, in those 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 tough times. I mean, it's, it's one that's going to be really hard. It's going to be tough at the end of the game. You know, they're going to do what they do on defense to try to make it difficult for us, and we got to find ways to still make plays. And, you know, I just feel like we we just not execute in the way that we, we need to when it, when it really matters right now, and that's, that's hurting us. Um, you know, we had a solid first half, something that we could – you know, obviously things you could do better, but it was, I feel like we did a decent enough job to still put ourselves in a decent, you know, position, <clears throat> you know, moving into the second half. And then we just basically fell apart. I don't even know how else to even characterize it, but it's, it's frustrating because it's, I mean, ain't no way we should be losing games, you know, at the rate that we are, let alone the way that we are. Um, you know, and I, and I got to make a, you know, over the middle I, at the end, I got to make a, a play on that ball. But it's just, a, you know, it's everybody. It's just, you know, I got to do my job. You know, guys, you know, front got to do their job. Quarterback's got to do his job. Running back's got to pick up and, and make plays when it comes down to it. And you got to do it when it really matters. And we didn't do that. Dante, it's, it's obviously it's hard to put a exact pinpoint on what happened today so soon after the game before you look at the tape. But it's the third time you guys have been up by at least 17 and not been on the right end of the score at the end of the game. Is there a common theme there besides what you just mentioned? Maybe? You just got to continue doing whatever it was that put you in that position. I feel like we've gotten away from that too many times. You know, whether it was just the you know the way that, that we decided to attack them or just the execution. Like I said, just, fit, just finishing plays because... You know, the, the players make the plays. It's not the, the, the scheme and all of that. That helps you. But at the end of the day, you can't put it on the coach to, you know, that's just the way I think about it. I feel like especially, you know, if you got a freaking high school team, and that's one thing. But if you got a bunch of grown men been doing it for a long time and had success in this league and know how to win games, you got to find a way to win. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, the, the way we were attacking in the first half was um, it was working to a certain extent. You know, obviously, like I said before, we could we could be better, but it was working. And I feel like we got away from that and you know started playing the game a little different. And that that that's not the way we got to do it. We got to take the field, be ready to make plays, and and convert on whatever whatever's called. You got off to a fast start. Obviously, um, was there anything that they were doing to like uh, slow it down? I mean, obviously they're going to make adjustments, but. Yeah. Not really. I mean, I'm not, not taking anything away from there. I think they played a good game. They played a really good second half. You know, they, they finished a lot better than what we did, so that's not a, a slight at them at all. But I wouldn't look at it like that. There's been a played in a million games where I can tell you yes, but I wouldn't say that there was any magic thing that was done. We could have continued doing what we were doing in the first half, and it would have been, you know, who knows. But. I feel like we didn't put ourselves in the best position just based off the way we came out in the second half. Derek had a, a really similar response when asked about the, the, the blown leads and said there's some things that need to be addressed internally, man-to-man. It sounds like you guys are on the on the same page. Are you kind of unified in that? Is, that? is that a change you two can, can bring about? I think it's just so obvious. It's, we're, not, we're not teaming up. Ain't no, you know, we don't need to overlook, you know, if me and Derek are, are talking behind closed doors about this and that. We just, I mean, we talk about it, talk about it with everybody. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's plain to see. And you look at what's going on, you look at when things are going right, what we're doing, and then you look at when we try to change things or if we don't address certain issues that we have on the offensive side. And that's, you know, that's the side that I'll speak on. I can't speak over there on, on the other side, you know. Um, 
yeah, I mean, everybody should be. It's, it's, it's plain to see, and we look at when we're doing things right. You know, a game like the Texans game or, or Broncos or something, if we roll in and we got the run game really rolling, some days it'll be that type of game, and it'll be, you know, receivers aren't going to be able to get, go out and, and get off just based off of the – the, the shell that they're playing, just or just the, the success we have in running the ball, and it'll be like that some games. But then there's times where we got to just stick to what we're doing, and you know everybody, like I said, it's a, the, the ultimate team game, so everybody's got to do their job. Otherwise, it don't matter what I do to get open, or you know if, if it's great protection and I don't catch the ball, then you know it's 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 just it's not gonna be any good. So I think everybody should have that mentality, and I've talked to Derek obviously, and we we talk all the time, and I had this conversation with all my guys because I'm, I'm a captain of this football team that's the only way to try to get it right and I'm never going to you know get off of that um, you know the, the course that I'm on you know mentally with that or change my standard regardless especially when you look at the type of team that we have there's, there's no reason why we should be losing games like this and it's frustrating and if we play for a team then it's one thing but that's not what it is and, you know you can say whatever you want on the, on the outside about just based off of the product and you know it, we're not winning the way we need to but the way we're losing you know we're, we're right there and it's it's too late to even be saying that and it's frustrating to even say that because it's i mean we, we like halfway through this thing talking about we're right there but at the end of the day that's that's kind of what it is i'm not trying to stir anything up but are you saying that maybe some play calling needs to change too in certain times everybody's got i mean i don't i'm not scared of that at the end of the day i don't care like you can you can say whatever you want to say the coaches have to do a, a you know they got to make adjustments the same way that the players do and that's just the way that the game goes so you know we all got to take a look at it and that's the good part about this team is that we have coaches that are open and receptive to the captains and guys that you know have experience and you know i can come to josh during the game and say let's make this and, you know i want to run slant here and that happened today and i got the ball in the you know two three plays later so we have that type of communication and that's just the way that it is like we don't call the plays as players and they don't go make the plays so they can't, they, you know, it's just the same thing. They're, right. they're going to say, we got to execute. We got to, you know, make that play over the middle and things like that. And he's absolutely right. And I would think that he would say that I'm absolutely right about certain things, you know, based off of the way you, you know, the questions you ask and the way I comment on it. So right. it's not a shot at my coaches. I love mm-hmm. my coaches. I love them to death. And I think that, you know, I've, I've had an incredible time as, as, uh, aside from losing these games, um, just, just growing with them and, and finding ways to, you know, try to continue to do this. And I wouldn't trade them at, at all. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, if I'm rolling and I'm in certain situations like that, or if the the pass game is is something that's that, you know, it's something that's that's helping us, you know, move the ball and win games, then you know, obviously that's that's the idea. You want to you want to stick with what's working. So why 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 change that? Why do you think it changed? Well, the idea is you want to have complementary football. You're right. within the you know one side of the ball. You know, at the end of the day, you gotta. That's a that's a big thing that we want to do is be able to control games with our run game and and you know. We got one of the best backs in the league, and you know, guys been doing a good job getting him to the second level. And it's, it's hard not to want to try to establish that, even when you do have a good pass game going. So, you know, I, I understand that part of it, but I also understand the part that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So that's that's kind of where, where the way I think. And at the end of the day, we can rush for 700 yards in a game. I'm still gonna be like, hey man, I'm ready for the ball every play. You know, that's just the dog mentality, and that's why I'm here. So. There ain't no secret. So at the end of the day, we don't we don't need to make it any spicier than what it needs to be. But you know, I think y'all feel me on that. Yeah. Do you feel like you guys addressed you had addressed issues this past week? That's making it harder to lose a game like this because you guys never have talked about some of the problems early on. Maybe you got have this whole week together and things are set up a little differently for a change. You think? Or? Yeah. I mean, I don't. It don't really matter where you are or any of that. I think you just got to find 
look at the tape and, and everybody got to come in and, and the, the urgency's got to be there and we just got to, it's just about executing, man. It's, it's, it gets so repetitive at this point, uh, honestly. I've never been in a position where I've had to answer the same exact type of questions week in and week out. And I mean, that's that's the questions that are they're out there. You, know, you got to ask that. So, but I don't have the answer. I think we just got to come back. We got to just find a way and rally around the captains. The guys got to be in a, you know, uh, most positive mindset. It's hard to when you when you're a competitor and you want to win, you know, especially immediately after. So you're gonna see this type of move. But then, you know, when we get into the work week, we're gonna get back to it and find a way to go out there and um, put something good on tape so we can go get a W. There you go. Devontae Adams immediately following the game in the Raiders locker room as they lost 27-20 to to the Jaguars. And, you know, it's so funny. I saw so many posts and so many people talking about, ooh, did you hear Devontae Adams uh, call out his coach and fire shots at his coach? And it's so funny. I think that in 2022, and this has been going on for a while as well, if you have any kind of a comment that is – you know, just as a matter of fact, it's got to be a shot fired at somebody. People say that, to, you know, to us all the time. Ooh, so-and-so took a shot at so Not necessarily. I didn't think anything he said was taking a shot at Josh McDaniels. I think he was just saying, hey, you know, we got away from doing something that was working, and I don't think we needed to do that. That's not a shot. That's just giving his opinion, and I think that that's fair. And I don't think anything that he said there, just like he said, hey, you know, I think Coach would agree with what I said. You know, when you go back and look at it and – if I'm wrong, then, you know, he'll address it with me as well. And, and as a captain of the team, I think it's okay. Like, we always talk about leadership. Well, that I, to me, what Devontae Adams had to say was him being a leader and saying, this is where we went wrong. This is, you know, what we needed to do. Sometimes we need to just stick with what's working and go with it. That's a, an opinion, and that's a fair opinion, a fair assessment. I, I, I agree 100% with what he had to say, and I, but I didn't take it as a shot. But a lot of people did immediately. It was like, ooh, you know, like it's got to be like he said. You don't have to make it any spicier. He's not saying that, you know, like, like you heard Vinny say, hey, I'm not trying to start anything. And I could appreciate Vinny saying that as well because some people would be like, oh, man, did you hear Vinny try to set him up? No, he didn't try to set him up. He was just asking a question that I thought was very valid. And he said, you know, it's, I'm not afraid of, of giving my comments. And, and, look, he goes and talks to Coach. He talks to Derek. He talks to the other players in the locker room. So they all know how he feels. Again, that's, that's him being a man and stepping up and, and sharing his thoughts. I had no pro- problem with that. And, honestly – don't think head coach Josh McDaniels had any problem with that as we met with him earlier today at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, his regular Monday uh, media session, and he was asked about what Devontae had to say post-game, and here was a very lengthy answer from head coach. I always think there's areas that I could do better in. I mean, I've, like, I've, I've stood up here before and said I've never called a perfect game, and I probably never will. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of things that go into that. Uh, Devontae didn't – I know what he meant when he said that. Um, and, and, I, you know, I don't take any of those things personally. Um, you know, and the reality is, is, you know, we have opportunities. We got we to gotta come through with them. And I have to do a good job of trying to make sure that we continue to try to present opportunities for our team. You know, it's a – it's a it's really a two way street in that regard where you you know you got to keep probing as a coaching staff and as a play caller to find opportunities for uh, your best players to get involved and produce in the game and um, you know and then when we have those opportunities we're going to need to come through and I thought one of the things that was really interesting as the game were on yesterday and and this is just this is you know is what it is but you know you. You end up throwing it really well in the first half and producing a lot of yards and points with very little success in a running game. And when you look at it, and I've looked at it many times because I've called a lot of different games, that, you know, 
is that a sustainable model to keep playing, you know, where you're going to throw it for 450 and not run it for any, you know, and so it's a tough thing to think you're going to be able to just do it that way. Um, we were fortunate. We were, we got out to the start we did, and, and he obviously we were doing a very good job of getting him involved in the game. Derek found him on a number of plays, and we continue to try to do some of that. But I also think we, we didn't run it very good in the first half, and it was something where I'm looking at it going, okay, we got a lead, but – you know, you're going to need to be able to have find some balance in the game at some point, you know, so that we're not just sitting there, you know, with a lead, you know, dropping back the pass on every play and, and giving them opportunities to make plays in the pass rush or blitz us or those kind of things. So, um, you know, the, the, the thought process, you know, hopefully was the right mindset. Obviously, the execution at the end of the day is what's important, and, and we didn't put enough points on the board to win the game. Head coach Josh McDaniels right there responding to what Devontae Adams had to say. And, you know, as much as I, I agree 100% that Devontae Adams with his opinion, I also understand what Josh McDaniels was trying to do. You know, we talked to Ed Graney earlier on the show today, and we were talking about that balance. It is really difficult. You know, we saw Patrick Mahomes last night drop back, what, 62 times? Throw the ball 62 times? That is, especially when you have a leaky offensive line like the Raiders have, and I don't think that, that I'm, I'm breaking any news when I say that, if, you, if Derek Carr dropped back 62 times, that's 62 opportunities for something bad to happen. And I don't mean with him throwing an interception. I mean with him getting drilled, with him fumbling the ball, a turnover uh, by getting sacked. I mean, there's, there's so many different things that can happen. Where I agree that, you know, Devontae should have been probably focused and in, in, in targeted a lot more in the second half, especially coming out of the locker room. Like, I understand why the balance has got to be there, or, or you're trying to get the balance there. You know, when Josh... Jacobs is cooking. I, I'm with, hey, like, man, give him the ball 45 times. If he can carry it 45 times, give it to him because he's, you know, it's almost unstoppable. But, and, and so I look at the same thing for the, for the passing game. Like, hey, man, if he's unstoppable, just go ahead and keep feeding him. But I understand if someone were to say, yeah, but you need to be balanced because of this. Again, I'm not a coach. I'm not calling plays. And so I understand what he's trying to do. I think it might have backfired on the game on Sunday. I think if you had just kept feeding Adams, you'd probably come out with a, with a dub. You get a couple more first downs and some more points. I mean, that's the thing. I'm not asking for 30, 30 points a game, 35 points a game. I'm not asking for that. But if you score 20 in the, in the first half, I'm asking for something in the second half. Something. Yeah, Q, you mentioned uh, Patrick Mahomes. He actually threw the ball 68 times. 68, and ran <laughs> And ran for six times. Ran the ball six times yeah. as well. But about Devontae Adams, you mentioned he had 17 targets overall. Right. So, and some of those, like he had a drop in the second half. Yeah. Where some of the things, he, and he and he called and he called himself, hey, that one over the middle, I got to catch that. Yeah. So it's like sometimes it is just the execution. It's right. it's that fine line of, hey, how does he get 17 targets throughout the entire game, but they still didn't give him the ball enough? What did he have? Like 12 in the first half? I think he had like 12 in the first half. I'm not 100 percent sure, but. Uh, I know he only caught one in the second half. That's what I do know, and that's not enough. And that one in the second half, that it was more. That's almost like a run play. I consider those run mm-hmm. plays because it was a, a sweep sure. out of the backfield, and he caught it for no loss, like you know, right. not a, no gain. Right. Where you just where you just get and that was a bad pass. Yes. that was a bad pass because earlier in the game they ran the same play and it worked really well, and he was able to catch it in stride and get a nice little uh, you know a nice little gain. But in this one, he had to reach out and get the ball. And he had to try to do a little extra move to get some yardage, and he just wasn't able to do so. Also, Derek Carr threw him one that was behind him that was on a little short pass uh, late in the game that if, if he catches that ball, and even though it was behind him, I think that's a ball that he catches nine out of ten times. That just happened to be the one time that he drops it. He gets a good gain out of that too. He gains a good 15, 15 yards on that play if he catches the ball. He just didn't. 
and I think he was trying to run before he caught it. But, again, the pass could have been better. So it's going back to the execution of the plays as well. Um, again, when your playmakers are making plays, and that's why you have them anyway, that's why they're called playmakers, you've got to keep, keep giving them the rock one way, one how. You know, if Steph Curry's on a heater and he's hitting every three-pointer, guess what? Let him, let him fly. <laughs> let him fly, Steph. Let him fly, right? I mean, he's going to do it anyway. But when, you, when, when, when certain guys are in the zone – like, there's no question. You know when they're always like a, a shot and you're like, oh, that was a heat check shot, right? In, mm-hmm. in NBA, we say it all the time, oh, that was a heat check shot. Well, sometimes you got to take a shot in, in, in the NFL and you got to give your receiver an opportunity to go into heat check mode because he might just be unstoppable on that day. You know, you might have to give uh, Devontae another opportunity. He gets two touchdowns in the first half. He's got t- nine catches in the first half, over 100-something yards. You might just need to keep going to him and, and see how hot he is and see if Jacksonville can make any kind of adjustment on him, which – I don't think anybody in Jacksonville would be surprised if they didn't slow him down because he was just that stinking good. The offensive line, I mentioned the offensive line and the, you know, the, the, the opportunities that an opposing team has to, you know, to, to make something bad happen if you continue to, to drop back. Well, Josh McDaniels was asked about the offensive line and asked in, in particular if it took a step back, in his opinion, the last couple of games. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say that. I, I think the, these two teams that we've played, um, you know, they certainly have good, a good defensive front, you know, I mean that give them credit. They deserve it. Um, you know, it's not easy to run on these two teams, um, statistically, um, you know, and, and again, I'd say, you know, two weeks ago, we, we, we completely fell behind in the game and that was, that was part of the problem. But yesterday I just didn't, you know, we didn't get off to a great start. You know, I thought they controlled more of the line of scrimmage than we did overall uh, and that's always been a, a big point of emphasis for us as we as we go into a game is want to try to get control of it I thought JJ made some great runs you know um, you know it's never on his own um, I'll say that and make sure I say that the right way because you know somebody's blocking for him on every play and and uh, he would be the first to admit that but it wasn't real clean yesterday you know and again part of that I think you got to give a lot of credit to Jacksonville and, and what they chose to do um, they were certainly, I think, adamant about trying to do two things is limit, limit Josh, you know, if they could, um, you know, his ability to get into the defense uh, without having contact and then try to take away as much of Devontae as they could. So, um, you know, that's that's normal. That's what we're seeing now. So there you go. Head coach Josh McDaniels talking about the offensive line and it, you know, had, did it take a step back the last couple games? And look, I mean, this is the reality of what it is. The offensive line is going to be this offensive line. There's nine games that you're going to see this variation of the offensive line. You're going to see uh, times where Mumford comes in and helps. You're going to see a Luminor out there. I mean, you're going to see this. So they're going to either continue to grow or they're going to be exactly what they are the last few games and what they've been pretty much throughout the course of the season. You've seen some better games, and then you've seen some that have taken a couple steps back. But nothing that's too drastic, right? And I don't believe it's going to change too much between now and the end of the season. So, you know, this is what they're working with, and, and they realize that. And, you know, I think early in the game, even though the Raiders got off to a hot start, he's absolutely right when he says the offensive line um, got off to a slow start because, man, the Raiders were in second and long, third and long, multiple times, having to go for it on fourth down, even on that, that drive where they got the, uh, the turnover uh, on, the, on the fumble, on the, the pitch to Michael Hasty, and they dropped it. Max Crosby comes up with the fumble recovery. Uh, even on that drive, they had to go for it on fourth down to pick up the first down and keep that drive alive where they eventually scored, which was great. But, I mean, the offensive line wasn't, you know, it just wasn't the, 
the juggernaut that it needs to be. And that, that's obviously something that's got to be addressed in the offseason. Got a couple more sound bites for you from head coach Josh McDaniels as we met with him earlier this morning. Uh, we're here at the OYO, the Underground Lounge, inside the, uh, inside the Underground Lounges, inside the OYO Hotel and Casino. We're here every single Monday night. One of the questions that I asked Josh McDaniels was about, we you know, when you look at it on film, when you look at the games on film and the collapses in, in particular, is it, you know, going back to the same thing each and every time? Is it the same thing that's, that's helping them lose these games? Or is he finding out that it's, it's something different on film? You know, I, I wouldn't say it's the same thing over and over, Q. I mean, it's, it's a lot of different – it's a lot of little things, you know. I mean, at the end of the day, it's little things. It's not um, where we, we don't know what we're doing. And, you know, it's just that we – there's there's a lot of little things that have to go right on every play. You know, 11 guys connected, doing their job well. And, uh, you know, and, and we have stretches where we play really well. You know, I, we had stretches yesterday where he played well. Um, we just got to play well longer. That's what we got to do. Josh, and coach well longer. There you go. That was that was it where he said, and coach well. There there you go. That's I knew it was one of those sound bites where he said, and you got to coach well longer. And that's that's him pointing the finger directly at himself. The mailman Raider hit us up on the text line at 69187 keyword R&R. When I was talking about getting in the heater, he said, like, Clay getting 37 in the quarter. They should have gave Adams 37 targets. Why the hell not? That's exactly what I'm talking about. Hey, man, when you're in the zone, you're in the zone. You don't question anything. You go back and look and be like, how the hell did he score 37 in one quarter? But, you know, when a dude's in the zone and he's doing what he's doing, sometimes you just got to keep feeding him. And that goes for the running game as well. When Josh Jacobs is really cooking, and there was a point coming out in the second, second half where he was running really well. And I thought, oh, man, this is going to be one of those. I'm looking for that 55 number still. Remember, we talked about it on the show, 55 all the time. I guarantee you, you go back and look at the numbers that the Raiders had on Sunday. It didn't add up to 55. You know whose numbers did add up to 55? The Jaguars. They were over 55. I think they were around 62. I'm still looking for that 55 number, and I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the Raiders come up with it. I also haven't seen a win. So that's going to obviously be something to talk about. Final soundbite that I want you to hear from head coach Josh McDaniels. We'll take a break, get to some of your calls, texts, and also some more locker room sound is uh, the final question I asked was about the captains and the veterans in the locker room. And does Josh McDaniels lean on them more right now to try to keep everyone in that locker room together? It's a tough sport, you know. It's a tough – we chose this, you know what I mean? So this isn't something that, you know, uh, is abnormal. It's not unique to us, um, you know. But, you know, when you get into these situations, you have two choices, you know. You can work hard and grind through it and uh, come out on the other side, which I believe in this group and believe in our, our staff, our players. Uh, we'll try to do that uh, with everything that they're responsible for. You know, and, and that's what you have to do. You know, that's why that's why we, we do all this together. You know, that's why we have training camp. That's why we go through the off season. That's why we, you know, we spend this amount of time together um, is so that we, you know, you're never going to go through a season and not ha- have to handle adversity. We know that. So, um, you know, I, I trust our leadership. I trust our captains. I trust our locker room. And, and they don't have to feel, you know, good about losing. You know, that's not like – People ask me a lot, you know, are you are you concerned with them? Being, no, I'm not concerned with them. They should be pissed off. We all are, you know. Losing sucks, you know. But I think ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, our responsibility is to, you know, one another in terms of doing our job, putting our head down, and working. There's only one way to get through this, and that's to work hard and and earn the right to win. You know, I mean, we sit here and feel sorry for ourselves and hope that the outcome changes next week. The outcome will be the same. So put your head down, work, you know, do more if you can, 
and then earn the right to win, and then you try to build off of that and go and see if you can't string a few together. I mean, that's that's the long and the short of it. You know, there's no shortcut to it. I enjoyed the end of that answer from Josh McDaniels where he says, you know, this 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 sucks. Losing sucks, right? They should be pissed off, and, and they should. Everyone in that locker room, every coach on that sideline, everyone in that front office, everyone in that building, that nice shiny building in Henderson should be pissed off, and I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. They're just – I almost guarantee – Outside of getting a paycheck, they're as pissed off as Red Nation is. I almost guarantee. Obviously, when you get, you know, you're getting a paycheck, so it's a little different than, you know, folks that are spending money to go to the games, right? I mean, and, and we know, Raider Nation, that folks are spending money on hotels and tickets and cars and food and all that other stuff. So that's a lot of money out of pocket, you know, and then and then being disappointed. So that's one thing. But Players don't want to lose. No player wants to lose. That's why when people always talk about, well, this team is tanking, players will be like, the hell we aren't. <laughs> I'm, not here to, I'm not here to tank. I mean, players want to win. Players want to win at everything. And the, the greats want to win at everything. I mean, everything. If it's the cornhole game in the, in the locker room, you know, after practice, they want to win at that. If it's the video games, they want to win at that. If it's the Chinese checkers, they want to win at that. You know, I mean, Thumb wars, whatever the case is, whatever they're doing, they want to win. That's the competitive nature. Nobody wants to lose. Losing is for losers. And nobody that's in the league professionally at any level has ever been a loser. That's why they're there. They're so good. They've At some point, each one of them was the best at the best of what they do. Obviously, when you get to the league, you're amongst all the best, and so there's different levels to that. But, man, all these guys are where they are for a reason because they all had the will to win, and they all love winning. A lot of them, guys like Devontae Adams, I'm sure this is a question that, that could be asked to him. He probably, and I'm just going out on a limb here and guessing, he probably hates losing more than he likes winning. I mean, really. He probably hates, think about it, he probably hates losing more than he even enjoys winning because that's how competitive he are, and that's how you separate the greats. The greats like the Kobe Bean Bryants, the Michael Jordans, you know, those guys, the, the Magic Johnsons, you know, the Tom Brady's. All those guys, they hate losing more than they enjoy winning. That's a different level to the game. We're here at the Oyo, the hotel and casino, the underground lounge. We're here every single Monday night. We've got a lot of prizes here on the table. We've got the Hooters 2023 calendar. So you want to go ahead and start putting in the dates to your calendar. Come on by, get hooked up. we got some UNLV tickets. we got some Modelo and Raiders uh, little towels that you can use for whatever you use the little towel for, but it looks cool. we got some T-shirts. we got some uh, Hop Valley, the official uh, IPA of the, the Raiders. they got that. And just, you know, great food and drink specials as well. We're here every single Monday night. TVs are going. Got all the games on the TVs so you can enjoy that. Come on by and hang out with us. It's the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino with Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Mailman Raider hit us up. We've got some good stories going on during the commercial break. But Mailman Raider hit us up at the text line 69187. Keyword R&R. Hey, Q, Raider Nation, it could be worse. The Cardinals haven't won since the new Call of Duty came out. Just saying. Man, I feel so bad for Kyler Murray. That will never die, ever. That dude's career is going to be based around Call of Duty. I saw that yesterday. I saw someone tweet out that they haven't won since Call of Duty came out, and someone was like, man, is this ever going to go away? But it's not. It's never going to go away. It's all 100% on the Cardinals. I saw him on the sideline beefing with DeAndre Hopkins, too. Uh, that's probably not going to go well because DeAndre Hopkins is an absolute stud, and you know he's out there giving, giving it his all. But Murray has been beefing with 
clip. I'd be beefing with him too. Maybe the record would be better if he was available for the first eight games. How about that? <laughs> well, how about the guy not studying? Is he studying or is he playing Call of Duty? How about that? I don't know. Just like, oh, well, Speaking of, <laughs> if we have time in this show, I went and saw Black Adam over the weekend. Totally different. But you, you, I remember you gave us a hell of a review over Black Adam. If we have time, and that's only if we have time, we have some very patient callers that we're going to get to right now. I'm going to give you my thoughts on Black Adam because you gave us some very high reviews. I'm going to give you mine, but we don't have a whole lot of time. So let me go ahead and do, go out to the phone line real quick, 702-365-9200. Randy in Iowa, very patient, Randy. Welcome to the show. Hello? Yeah, what up, Doc? Hey, Q. Um, you asked what what could we do to fix it. Yeah. They need to show some pride. I haven't seen a whole lot of that okay. consistently. Yeah. Um, I do not like seeing Max Crosby drop back in coverage. <laughs> I didn't either. That's just that's just crazy. Um, somebody's got a somebody. I know somebody's got to have a lighter in that room to put some sort of fire under Chandler. Um, they, they got to be consistent. That's just crazy, right? Oh, and then I think we need to. Have you share your video from was it Vegas Jess you were playing football with? <laughs> yeah. To the other to the other corners that are guarding Devontae like you did the other one. <laughs> Isn't that how that works? Yeah, that's pretty much how that works. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> shared that with Deron Harmon. Maybe I should share that with everybody else, huh? That's funny. That's funny. Good good call, Randy. Thanks so much for the Yeah, man, they don't want to see any technique at the corner from me, man. They don't want to see that because uh Vegas Jess got the best of me, and I uh, I did not win on that one, and still still trying to recover. My hands are still trying to recover from that uh, that fall that I had to the asphalt. But yeah, man, show some pride, show some sense of urgency, and I hate using that phrase because it's so so loosely used all the time. But sense some sense of urgency, a little little anger. I, that was one of my keys to the game last week. Was go out there and play angry. Go out there and, and, and show that, hey, man, you know, we only won two games so far this season, but, damn it, that's not who we are. Like, go out and show some of that. And you just unfortunately don't see that. And I thought we were seeing that at the beginning when they got out to that 17-0 lead. I thought, okay, here you go. Similar to what I thought when they were playing Kansas City on that Monday night football game, and people in Kansas City were tweeting like, man, the Raiders are just beating the brakes. They're just more physical. They're beating up on the Chiefs. Like, I thought that they were onto something there. Obviously, we know how both games shook out, but – I mean, at least in that game, they lost 31-30, and we still can disagree on how that game ended. But, man, it just – go out there with that sense of urgency. I can agree with that. Let's talk to our guy, uh, Raider Mac. What's on on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, QA, DeMond. Hey, I ain't choking right now, man. So y'all, y'all ain't got to laugh. <laughs> no, I no. Appreciate <laughs> I appreciate it. I heard – I stay on and listen to y'all, man. Hey, Q. And 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 and, uh, and uh, this is not to, you know, say anything about the Raiders um, as far as the organization, but but Q, I mean, you've been you've been part of the organization, and you know, and I, you know, we've been through a lot in the in the last twenty some years, or even sure. even before that. And I'm not upset. I'm not gonna call it and and then what I am, what I am. Is disappointed. I'm disappointed. There's nobody. I'm like you. There's nobody that. Hey, you know what? Besides Devontae yesterday, Carr in that press conference, he. 
I mean, there's yeah, it's things I want to say. I don't want to hear that. But what we need to do, you got to change players now. It, it's time to make switches. You cannot continue with the same guys. And I'm not saying change up everybody. Right. Just just play some different guys. What it's not going you you losing with the guys that you got. So might as well just change. That's my thing. Change guys. The special teams was bad in preseason. Q. You you yeah. even called it out. Yep. Back then. Yep. And it, it hasn't changed. The offensive line was 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 not good. You called we called it out back then. But here's the problem. Carr had a chance a couple of times and he never ran and, and got on first down. Even James Lofton, if you I don't know if you heard James Lofton, but yeah. he was on T in that game. That's the first announcer and he, he you know, he played with the Raiders. That's yeah. the first announcer that was was on T about the Raiders and everything that we was doing. And last thing I'll let you go on this one. Q you, we, we we just we just don't have we just don't have that that connection on the sideline. You can see it. People are calling in Texas saying that McDaniels and the team, it just seemed like we far apart. It, it don't seem like even when we had Gruden, you know Gruden had his way, but we there was a connection. I don't see it. I don't see it at all. So, you know, my thing is the only thing you can do is change players and go from there and, and, and so be it. Because if you yelling and screaming and, and fire the coach, you, you and change quarterback, that ain't going to help right now. Right. We just need to stay, stay together and continue on the thing. Because we, we Raider fans, we've been through this before. This ain't nothing new. And I'm sorry to say this, but that's just we, – we've been through this losing. We won two years out of the 20 years. Uh, hopefully it's a change, but I don't. To you, to you, show I know. me. <laughs> right, I, we can't. All right, right you and thank you. Hey, thank you. Good call, my man. I appreciate you. And yeah, I mean that, that's the thing. You know, it's like you got to see these guys play together, and that's like when when we brought in the topic, it was about realistic things that they can do right now because you can't make wholesale changes right now. But there's certain small, you know, tweaks and and moves that you can make right now just to try to try to get a, a jump start or a spark with this team that they just don't have right now. You know, and it's it's frustrating uh, just watching it from a distance because you know when they're going and things are going right, things look good. Right? I mean, when they're up and Devontae Adams is strolling into the end zone and you're wondering how in the hell did he get that wide open by himself and he's up there celebrating, you're thinking, okay, this is what it's supposed to look like. When Mac Hollins is down the sideline and he's making catches, that's what it's supposed to look like. Hunter Renfro's getting loose, that's what it's supposed to look like. Josh Jacobs is running downhill, it's supposed to look like that. And then all of a sudden it's like you go into the second half and incomplete, incomplete, stuffed at the line of scrimmage, overthrow, underthrow, it's like just a whole nother world. You know, what's what's going on? Can't get a stop, can't get off the field. It's just like the the like like Josh McDaniel said when he started his presser yesterday, it's a tale of two halves. And that's to me, like I'm wondering, again, as a guy on the outside looking in, what in the hell happens in the locker room when they go in with the lead? You know, what happens why that intensity can't come out and and, and translate in the second half? And I've never, full disclosure, never been in that position, so I wouldn't know. I can't say what I would do in that situation because I've never been in that situation, right? All I can do is tell you the intensity that I start a radio show with, and I'm going to end it the same way. But that's a, you know, it's a, it's a difference doing a show and doing a game, right? And being on part of a game, it's, all, it's it's totally different. So I've never been in that situation, so I can't I can't say what what should happen in that locker room. All I can go off of is what we see happen in that locker room and and try to tap into people like Lincoln Kennedy who will join us on the show tomorrow at four o'clock, and maybe he'll be able to shed some some thoughts and. 
even as of late with him, doesn't sound like he has answers either. You know, going back to his conversation he had with us on Thursday, he didn't have a whole lot of answers. So he seems like he's in a position where he's, he's searching and wondering what in the world they can do to improve as well. Let's get one more call in. How about Roseville Raider? Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, dude? Hi, what's going on, boys? How we doing today? Chilling, man. Good, good. Hey, um, man, I, I've been – it's been a rough season, and I know Raider Nation, we've been through a lot of these seasons, but this rough season hurts a little differently. Not because – it's not – because it's not like seasons in the past where we just didn't have talent and we were tanking games and we were just not competitive and we were getting embarrassed. That's not this roster. This roster – is on paper one of the better rosters in the league, especially when it comes to the offense. Now, what I'm seeing to me, this is all on the coaching staff. To me, this is they're not making the right adjustments. They're allowing other teams to adjust to what we're doing. You know, prime, prime example, our offense was rocking in this last game. First, The first half, we, we were doing great. We were doing everything. Now we come out in the second half, and what do we do? We're, we're for, trying to force the ball to be ran, and it wasn't working. I mean, late in the game, it was second and 13, and instead of going for a, a pass, which we had been doing decent at, we try to run the ball when they've been stuffing the run the whole game. It just doesn't make sense to me. And I think, to me, this is just – it feels like the team has given up on this coaching staff and this regime. And, you know, people talk about, you know, oh, it's Derek Carr's the problem, Derek Carr's this and that. And I'm not going to sit here and say that Derek Carr is without any flaw or without any blame because there are definitely times where I'm like, Carr, why aren't you rolling out and running the ball? Carr, why aren't you seeing this open man? Why are you underthrowing? You know, why are you not connecting with Devontae the way that you did in the first half? But the consistent thing that the Raiders have had in this last decade is Derek Carr. So to me, getting rid of Derek Carr isn't the issue. And unfortunately, I feel like Derek Carr is going to be the scapegoat for Josh McDaniels, and he is going to go this offseason. We already know Josh McDaniels is here to stay. Unfortunately, Derek Carr is taking all the heat and all the blame when he's been the consistency of this franchise is needed. I just think that the play calling isn't there. McDaniels has not shown to make adjustments, or his play calling has been very iffy at times, and I'm sitting there scratching my head like, wow, why, why are we running this play? Why are we running a jet sweep on third down, and then why are we fake punting it on fourth down? That just doesn't make sense to me. So all the people that are doubting Derek Carr, I'm a huge Derek Carr supporter, and, man, I, I hate to see him take all this blame. He's a, he's a great quarterback, and he has his moments just like every other quarterback does. But to me, this all comes down to this team looks like it has given up on this coaching, and I think when the Raiders got rid of Rich Passaccia, it sucked all the, all the gravity and all the oxygen out of the room because, man, we played with heart last year, and I'm not seeing that heart. Sorry for my rant, you guys. Have a good Monday. Uh, on to the Colts. There you go. Roseville Raider right there with the call. Thanks so much. I do appreciate you. And I'll tell you this. If after eight games a team gives up on their coach and the players give up on the coach, that's on the players, right? I mean, because these guys are professionals. And I don't care how bad it is or how much you think that the S has hit the fan. If you give up and quit, which I don't believe any of those players in that locker room have quit on anybody, that's on them. Right. I mean, these guys, it's not like they're, it's not like they're a college team where they're on scholarship, you know, or, and they have to go to class and do school. Look, this is their job. I can come to work every day and I don't care if and this is not the case, but I don't care if the company that I work for ain't worth a damn. If I quit and don't do my performance, then that's on me. That's not on the company. That's on me. 
right? And, and so I don't think that that I think that that's I don't think that that's real. I think that that's false. Um, I, I don't feel like that that the players are doing that, and it didn't sound like it when you hear from guys like Devontae Adams or Hunter Renfro in the locker room, or you hear from Derek Carr or any of the. I don't I don't think the players have given up on anybody. Are they questioning what's going on? Sure, but giving up as a whole is is I mean you're literally talking about quitting, and I don't think that that's the case. And if these guys who are paid professionals and paid pretty decent, I think we all would agree, have quit on their team, then that's a that's also a, a them problem. And I don't see that, not with the leadership that they have in the locker room. 4.47 is the time. We'll come back, close out the show here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We do it every single Monday night for Monday Night Football with Radio Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness. The judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. That's YQ. Of course, our team kept winning. Kept winning, Q, because of our training. You got to put in the work. And the time and the perseverance and the patience to train your body and train your brain. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're here every single Monday night for Monday Night Football. Of course, we got the drink specials. The food specials, we've got a ton of prizes that we're willing to give out and we want to give out. All you got to do is come on by and say what's up. We're going to be watching the Ravens and the Saints. Uh, they're going to be kicking off in a few minutes on one of these many TVs. we got some college hoop action going on right now. 59-35, Michigan is up on Purdue-Fort Wayne. Not a surprise, but, uh, yeah, it's 12 minutes to go left in the second half of that game. So college hoops is back. UNLV will be in action. Uh, the women and the men will be in action tonight. So it's good to see that, but uh, being here – and the Underground Lounge is always fun every single Monday night. Got some good drink specials and food specials going on as well as we prepare for Monday night football. Now, uh, before we close out the show, I had a lot to get to. I still wanted to get to um, Hunter Renfro, Foster Morrow, Deron Harmon, that, uh, that sound from the locker room. We'll get to that on tomorrow's show. I've got to, I've got to have a nice little town home meeting, a.k.a. conversation, with Black Adam in the studio there, a.k.a. Damon. Damon is our resident movie guy. I don't get to watch very many movies. I don't get to go to the movies at all. And for some reason, what was it, Saturday night, I guess my buddy Otis was in town from Texas, and we went to meet him, and then afterwards we decided we were going to go do something. We couldn't decide if we were going to go to Top Golf or we were going to go to the movies. And I decided, you know what, let's go to the movies because we don't go to the movies very often. So I threw out a couple suggestions, and one of the names that – came back at me was, oh, how about Black Adam? And I said, oh, well, Damon said it's a good movie. He came on the radio and ranting and raving about how good the movie was. I was skeptical because I had heard that it was a bad movie. I was very skeptical about it. Plus, it just looked like it was a bad movie. But that's just me. I don't know movies. So what do I know? So, Damon, let me tell you. We went and saw it, and to your credit, the wife enjoyed Black Adam. Mm-hmm. But me, I looked at it and thought it was a terrible mess. That movie was a complete waste of time, a waste of money. The only thing I enjoyed about that movie experience was the popcorn. And my seat was pretty good. <laughs> but that was a terrible movie. I, what did you like about that movie? All right, Q, let me just, let me just throw a couple of numbers at you. I'll give Please, you the analytics I, for Black Adam. The critics on Rotten Tomato are giving it 
That's bad, right? The critics are saying I that's don't an know. F. Is it? Yes, is it? That's what the critics are saying, Q. But okay. let me give you the audience score. Ninety percent. This movie is for the people, Q. And if you can't see what that, people, the your me, your wife, the people who like to have fun. Neither one of you guys obviously count because, man, this you've got your nose up in the air. The You're one rock, of the elites. The Rock is levitating. I mean, he's literally levitating, and then he becomes Skinny Rock in the movie. Like, hey, that was bad CGI. You can't, hey, man, you can't. Okay, I'll give you that one. But that, Come on, dog. I didn't know what I was watching. Yeah, I'm seeing some dude with horror. I didn't know if I, I thought I was watching like a bad scene from like the Bible or something. You know what I mean? Like a like a a a a, a scene from like the I don't know, man. It was bad. Yo, put the rock in the air. No, I, I, and then that was lame too. <laughs> like, how are they gonna put the rock? And there was just so many weird things that were happening in that movie. They literally put the rock like like they were Jay Z and company. Like it was Hove. They put the rock in the air. A kid dies. A kid comes back to life. I mean, just that kid, man. That kid was annoying. He died. Oh, you mean the rock son? Yeah. Uh, oops. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you ruin it. Doesn't matter. The movie's terrible. I can't believe that you like that movie. I will never take advice from you again. Never. For the people, Q. Ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Man, you stick with the forty percent with the critics. I think that you are the ninety percent that must have stuffed the ballot box. Four fifty-six is the time. We're done. We're at the Underground Lounge. Come on by. We're here watching Monday Night Football. We'll talk movies later. It's Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. Nevadans are fed up with skyrocketing crime. Under Steve Sisolak's watch, theft is up, and fentanyl deaths among teenagers have 